0: This is two girls, two one ghost.
1: Girls, one ghost.
0: And we are your ghostesses.
1: That is Sabrina,
0: and that is Corinne.
1: Here we are. Another day, another episode. Here we are. The internet has blown up since we talked last. Yes, Sephora and their Sage Kit. It's a it's a witch starter kit, which includes perfumes, tarot cards, witch. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that you're supposed to be gifted tarot cards, not buy them for yourself for them to work. I don't know. I want tarot cards, but I've just never bought them for myself because that's what I've heard. And I ask for them every year for Christmas and no one gets them Well, now I know and I will get them for you. (laughs) Um, You can just ask me. (laughs) Someone gift me them.
0: (laughs) And then it also has a crystal and a white sage bundle. And this has been a topic of debate not only in our community but all over the world so we thought we'd give a little bit of background
1: um just on sage and the practice of smoking and cleansing just so people can have a little more idea of what's going on when they read the
0: articles right and and to be fair the internet is full of articles with mixed information like some will say it's (coughs) going endangered and others will not but we are not we're going to share information about the history of sage and its uses right okay so
1: there are many different types of sage white sage which is the sage that is in the kit it grows in north america uh probably parts of south america and specifically around the southwest area and california because this type of sage thrives in the desert not only is it native to that land and hence why it's the type used by native americans but it also acts as food for the animals in that area that native americans have relied on in the past to feed themselves and then it's uh it's not endangered so when people say it white sage is endangered that's incorrect information but It is becoming less readily available to Native Americans who use it for rituals and medicinal purposes because the white sage, that type of sage, has been just growing in popularity and across all different types of cultures. And so it's being over harvested, essentially.
0: Which makes it more expensive to buy and harvest. And less readily
1: available to people who live on those native lands who harvest it from from the land and they're not you know growing it in factories so mm-hmm. and also it's a food source people use it for medicine i believe it's actually the, the usda uh i believe listed it as um something that can actually help with eczema
0: it's like yeah a, it actually has a lot of medicinal purposes
1: so it's great and different types of sage can be food not only to animals but to us humans yeah i sprinkle it on my pasta <laughs> probably not the white sage i don't think white sage is traditionally no. used in cooking but you, <laughs> the dried you can dried use it yeah. yeah uh so using sage herbs resins and incense has been a part of many people's cultures for many 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 years it's mm-hmm. a global thing and it dates right. back to something like 6 bc but don't quote me on that exact date
0: <laughs> but it's like from the celtic druid's
1: Celtic, in the ancient sorry. babylonian Wait, times yeah, yeah.
0: celtic druids
1: so in the catholic church they traditionally use frankincense asia in the middle east uses incense and herbs since like forever And Native Americans use sage and sweetgrass, traditionally white sage, and other herbs. Ancient Mm -hmm. Celtics used sage. Amazonian people use Palo Santo. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And using different types of sage to ward off negative energies has been a practice for centuries. And it dates back to ancient Babylonian times. And Native Americans have continued this today. And the Native Americans' use of white sage has very much popularized That type of sage for sure. And that's typically why people think of Native Americans when they think of burning sage to ward off negative energies. Right. So here's the thing. Saging (laughs) is a form of smoke cleansing. And this can be done with many different herbs and plants like sage, lavender, cedar, palo santo, myrrh, sandalwood, sweetgrass, etc., etc., etc. And there ain't nothing wrong with blowing a little smoke around to cleanse your space. But there are a lot of herbs that can be used to do so. So you don't necessarily have to use sage if you don't want to. And you also don't have to use white sage, which is the type of sage utilized by Native Americans, which is why we're having this conversation, because of the, the overplucking of the white sage and putting it into perfume kits. Right. And I believe, so a lot of people are having a discussion about cultural appropriation when it comes to sage and I think people are getting confused because saging is not – it belongs to everyone. It has been a part of different cultures and religions across the world for centuries and centuries. It's yeah, It belongs to everyone. So no one can say, like, that's mine and only mine. But I think the cultural appropriation thing – and this is something I totally got wrong, so now I'm going to have to be more conscious about it – is that saging is one thing – like, using smoke and burning sage is one thing. But smudging, I believe, is native a Native American practice, which is sacred, and it's really only okay to do if you're within the religion and culture or if you've been trained by someone in that culture. And yeah. the smudging uses sage. It also often includes prayer, dance, traditional herbs, etc. And it differs between tribes and geographical locations. Right. So smudging is a term that kind of encompasses this whole ritual where Native Americans call upon their ancestors to clear their space. But it's confusing because many, many shops uh, sell the sage bundles as smudge sticks. So I think that's where there's a lot of confusion. And that's why, I mean, I used to
0: say smudging until yesterday when I learned that I shouldn't. And I think that's the most important part of all of this is that we aren't perfect, No one is, and no one has all of the right information, and so you take experiences like this and you learn from them. So we've never intended harm by talking about sage or using the term smudging, but now we're learning and we're growing, and I think that is the most important thing about life in general.
1: Exactly, and that's one of the special things about today is that everyone can you know, educate each other, but I think one of the things that people forget, because people do feel so strongly about certain topics, Mm -hmm. is they forget that we're all just learning, and it it just makes me sad to think that maybe some people who feel very attracted to certain cultures, and learning about certain people, and just want to celebrate those, might feel afraid, or like they're not welcome, because they don't have all the correct information, and are yelled at for doing something incorrectly. So... I think it's important, like we all, I mean, if it weren't for my favorite murder, I would not know to say completed suicide, nor would I know to say sex worker.
0: Mm -hmm. So we're all learning every day. So learn with us. Learn with us. Corinne, thank you for sharing that. That You're welcome. Just one more little thing. Please.
1: If you want to use white sage, there are many ways to go about buying it correctly. You Mm -hmm. can buy it from a Native American seller. You can buy it from someone who grows it on their own land and does not harvest it from the wild. Or you can grow it yourself because it is an herb. You can plant it in your garden, stick it in your windowsill. I think I might. You should do it. Right, because you gave me that herb growing kit. And I think I might do some sage along with everything else because it'd be nice to grow my own so that i don't have that would to be great um the sage is very easy to grow it requires very little maintenance and if you do put it in your garden it attracts the good kind of bugs oh bugs so there we go you guys sephora Thank the you, makeup Karen. store put it in their kit caused a lot of drama there's also drama about it being um insensitive to people who practice witchcraft i don't practice you don't practice so we can't really right. tell you
0: anything about that I think also the important part is that you're not just burning sage to burn sage, but you know what its purpose is and that you're using it correctly.
1: Right. And you're being respectful and yeah. honoring the process of what you're doing. It's not supposed right. to be some trendy thing. Right. Ghosts are everywhere. We've said that before. Yes. So, you know, everyone could could use some cleansing, but also you right. don't necessarily have to use
0: sage like I've yeah, used- There are many ways to say, to cleanse your pla- your space.
1: I also wanted to say one more thing because a few people have been commenting about sage and being so quick to use sage to get rid of ghosts. And maybe I wasn't clear before and maybe my understanding of using sage to get rid of ghosts is incorrect, but I don't believe that this is some like ghost-proof material that just bans all the ghosts from your apartment or your house. It promotes positive energy. So when you use it, It's getting rid of the negativity. So it doesn't mean that all the ghosts are gonna leave your house. Like my family has done all the different types of smoking in our house and we still have (laughs) our three resident ghosts. They're good and they've survived all of the sage and all of the incense and frankincense and white copal. They've done it they've
0: done it all. So I still imagine the witch's pot on your on your stove and just stirring it up when you walk home from school (laughs) and and again everyone is entitled to their own opinion and we love to learn and we love that you all are sharing what you know and what you think on our Facebook page but the important part is that you don't and no one that you you never the important part is to not uh, tear someone down and tell them they're wrong in a negative way we need right. to build each other up and inform each other in a positive way, and that's how we grow. Otherwise, it's going to be a negative experience, and they don't they and people won't want to grow from it. Exactly. I have something on a completely different note to tell you. Tell us. Tell me. Creepy things that have happened to me. What? Not ghost. Not ghost related. Oh. But so last weekend we had to take our we had to switch our Wi Fi after Mike moved out, and uh, we have our own modem and router. So I was setting up the modem and the router, and I had to call the company that the router is from to do Mm -hmm. it. And the guy was like, "Uh, I can help, but I need access to your computer. You need to grant me access to your computer. And I was like, "Um, well, no, you haven't even told me what to do. Like, how do you, like, if I can't do it, maybe, but like, talk me through the steps and then I can figure it out. And he goes, well, no, I need access to your computer. And I was like, I'm not giving you access to my computer. I was like, just talk me through the steps. And it was yeah, literally...
1: Yeah, or pass me along to someone else who yeah, is a bit more competent without going straight to taking over my computer. To getting
0: into my computer. Like, what do you need to get into my computer for? He the, the steps was... It was literally one step. I just had to type in the IP address of the router and then, like, change the password so that I could access it on my um, Wi-Fi on my computer. And he kept saying like he kept wanting to get into my computer and I'm convinced that even though I didn't give him access he's like in my computer because last night as I was doing research and I'm home alone Nick is gone my computer like was glitching and doing weird things the internet stopped working and so now I'm convinced do you remember his name because you should report him I should and I've also I think his name is Chris so I said fuck you Chris to my camera last night
1: and now you're saying it right now <laughs>
0: you're on air Chris you're in the doghouse. <laughs> um yeah I definitely have to report him but yeah if it's like, no
1: big deal if that's normal then nothing's gonna happen from the report but if it if it's shady you know I mean imagine yeah. how many other cameras he's getting access to and
0: I know and like just files on your computer or like you're you're passwords and right bank account information yeah i was really off put i was very off put by it it was very strange
1: just close your computer put a little sticker over your video i was like i just want to watch harry potter in peace sing miss mary mac over and over <gasps> and over again non-stop for like 20 hours and finally he's just gonna go crazy and leave <laughs> i don't care about
0: you anymore <laughs> you're freaking weird yeah. Oh,
1: okay. I should start talking to my ghosts. Oh, oh. Well, actually, that would be very entertaining. I'd
0: tune into that. <laughs> but unless I'm, like, really creepy and, like, I stare into the computer like this. Yeah, just, oh, that's so scary. <laughs> <laughs> Not funny if someone's actually watching me, because that's scary.
1: No. I wonder if it was your stalker, remember? Your stalker? <gasps> what if he knew it was you and was, like, And this he is answered an my call? to get beyond the phone number and Mm -hmm. see her face
0: well what scares me the most is that even though i didn't give him access to my computer i'm still on the router network that is his company or the company that he works for which means that he technically has access to right like what's stopping him from from going from his end into my end
1: so I think you need to pause the
0: podcast recording and call Comcast or whoever you're using. But it, it's not and that's it's not even one of those big companies. It's a um a company that sells modems and routers. So it's a private company. It has nothing to do with
1: Why aren't you just using a regular company? because I was trying to save some money. Well, this is what happens. <laughs> I get stopped. You got discount customer service, which means you just gotta stop <laughs> You save $30 a month, plus get your own stalker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm not making you feel better at all. No. I'm coming up with like worse and worse scenarios.
0: <laughs> yeah. I have tears in my eyes. It's fine. Oh, you'll be fine. You'll
1: be fine. You have Leia who can protect you, right?
0: <laughs> who will hide in the closet if anyone comes. In yeah,
1: I was going to say, she runs from me, too.
0: I'll jump out my window if I need to.
1: Well, I guess if anyone else out there sells any modems and routers and is not scary, you guys should create your own website and send it on over to Sabrina.
0: Yeah, or maybe I'll create my own website and name it $30 Stalker. (laughs) $30stalker.com. Okay, this week we have a topic chosen by a mama and papa of the BEKs on our Patreon, uh, Jen and her son Xander. And they chose haunted restaurants (laughs) (laughs) dine with a ghost
1: it was so tough to choose because
0: there are so many
1: I mean just where I am right now there are about three that I've frequented within a mile radius of me and I was like do I do those do I do a new one it's just there's so many so what did you do I did. The Fenton Hotel Tavern and Grill in Fenton, Michigan. So you chose one away from you. I did. I decided to get learned myself. Great. Choose something new for everyone. This episode is all about learning. All about learning. The Fenton Hotel Tavern and Grill was first built in 1856 when the railroads were built through the city of Fenton, Michigan. And it was actually listed as... And this was... I was like, this is destiny. It was listed <laughs> as the Vermont house. But then... <gasps> what? 12 years later, when another guy, Roberts, acquired ownership of the hotel, it was named the Fenton House. And then it changed names again in 1882, when a new owner, DeNeo, named it after himself. And deneo it was... I think it was called the DeNeo House. And... He took really great care of the place. He furnished it with stylish items. He had a grand opening. He had a big party with, like, live orchestra and 200 people just dancing to this amazing music and
0: eating all his wife's
1: food that she cooked. It was like, I was like, this is a freaking party, man. Sounds like a wedding. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He also was one of the first ones to install a telephone. So there were telephones in this hotel slash restaurant. Um, and it even had a hotel barn that could fit 100 horses for visitors coming on horseback. Ugh,
0: I miss the days as if I ever lived in them. I
1: was going to say, when were you ever <laughs> riding
0: places on horseback? <laughs> I used to horseback ride as a kid, so I did do a lot of horseback riding, but I miss the. I wish we had lived in the time when you could just ride a horse everywhere. And did like, you ever see, I mean, while well, you were in New Jersey, but your mom lives in Pennsylvania now. Does she live near the Amish towns? Not, like, not super close, but we've driven through them many a times growing up. My
1: cousin went to St. Lawrence over in New York and would drive through part of, like, Amish country and would always talk about mm-hmm. all the buggies and the horses and how cool it was to see.
0: Yeah. You know, something about that lifestyle. I'm a little jealous. The simplicity is too de- is desirable.
1: I- I'm sure they don't know that Sephora even made these kits.
0: <laughs> They're safe. That, I mean, truly, internet is, like, so toxic yes they ha it has its great plus sides but it is with instagram twitter the- it's just like never ending things being thrown at you and it's just it's very overwhelming and i would love to do a cleanse of social media they have those retreats you can go away for like a full week and not use your phone or any
1: electronics just be one with nature <sighs> but that's
0: just so long
1: and also, how sad that you have to pay to go on a retreat. I know. To make yourself In the woods, use in the
0: wilderness. Phone. I'm just going to disappear on my own. Thank Refer you. Refer
1: to our Hiking Buddies episode. You probably shouldn't
0: go in the woods,
1: <laughs> at least not without a phone or a way out.
0: Have a compass.
1: You can buy it at Sabrina's Sephora.com. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this, this place that I'm talking about. So it had the barn for 100 horses. And then it actually changed hands again and was temporarily closed during the Great Depression. And after the prohibition, it was the first place or thought to be the first place in Genesee County to get its liquor license, which I'm like, this Whoa. place is progressive. It got a telephone. It got some booze. It's like, you yeah, know, party central. And so then it was back up and running again, regaining its reputation as a wonderful place to eat and party and relax and enjoy company of others. And it was so popular that on weekends, there would be lines out the door. Whoa. Yes, very successful place. It changed hands and names a few more times. So many people owned it. But in 2006, its 150-year birthday, it was renamed the Fenton Hotel Tavern and Grill, which is what I've been calling it. Some guests seem to like the restaurant so much that they never checked out. (gasps) Wait, there are ghosts in your story? And there are ghosts, can you believe Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Twist. <laughs> there are some resident ghosts, and by some I mean a lot of resident ghosts on the property, and many people have reported witnessing paranormal activity. Wow. Wine glasses move across the bar, disembodied voices can be heard, and the living patrons feel the sensation of someone else brushing against their body. Whoa. There's even a man in a hat who's known to order whiskey at the bar. And this place just, I mean, it must feel like home to these ghosts. And it must look like home, too. Because, this is cool, the Fenton Hotel Tavern and Grill has its own historical state marker and has kept many of the antiques, artifacts, and features of the property. So, that's cool. Yeah. I'm sure the ghosts are like, I remember this stool. This is yeah. my favorite stool. Yeah. Um, We should probably meet the ghosts, right? Shall we? yeah let's do it it. okay yeah emory is our first ghost he was once the hotel's custodian and is believed to still roam the halls because people have reported hearing someone walking upstairs in a particular area and that particular area was once emory's room and ever since he passed away it has been left
0: unoccupied so we can assume that he never checked out wait that's like so that's really sweet the owners are like we know that he likes this room we're not gonna give it to guests
1: i guess so it's not a hotel anymore so it's it's just i mean it it still has the name but the um i believe so it's three stories tall the first story the first floor is the restaurant the okay tavern and grill and then the second story i think has the ballroom still intact okay probably some other rooms that were once hotel rooms and then the top floor the third floor i believe is the the offices of the people who run the restaurant or maybe other people who rent out office spaces there so i mean a lot of the places are still getting utilized but other spirits are a little more disruptive and a bit inappropriate the ghosts are believed to can you believe inappropriate on An our inappropriate podcast? Ghost. The ghosts are believed to be the spirits of former guests, and they have been blamed for grabbing waitresses on their booties. On Come their little butts. Come on. Come on, ask for permission. Or if you're gonna do it to the ladies, you gotta do it to the men too. Everyone gets a <laughs> butt grab. Just a little little
0: nice squeeze.
1: One for everyone. <laughs> The bars ought to be the most poppin' place in terms of paranormal activity. So, like, the actual bar area where you go up and you order drinks if you didn't know what a bar was. I'm now explaining it to you. I had no idea. I've
0: never been to one.
1: Yeah, so after the age of 21 in America, you can Mm -hmm. go up to this place called a bar. Usually there's a countertop. Sometimes there are, like, little hooks underneath it for you to place your purse so people don't steal it when you uh, engage in... um, other types libations of spirit drinkings mm. and you get a little unaware of where your purse is so you've got to keep See, it by your
0: toes i'm quite confused because I've, i guess i've just been doing it wrong all, all these years because i I've, I've taken to drinking um in my bathroom by myself oh, um, oh oh and and i thought that that was how you do it well i understand your
1: confusion because that's how they do it on reality shows and tv <laughs> is confusing oh
0: sarcasm
1: sarcasm all right so the bar is popping all the ghosts are there the bartender said that she has seen wine glasses being picked up in the throne she's even heard her name called when she was completely alone after hours That's and no creepy. one else was in the bar Mm-mm. she's been touched by someone several times and this is the strangest thing to have ever happened to her and i just think it's just weird and one of the strangest things we've probably ever heard what customers saw someone hugging her the bartender but she couldn't see or feel anything
0: okay i'm so curious like who that spirit is right just because it's lovingly
1: sounds, embracing, yeah. just wrapped around this woman. And all the customers are like, you have a ghost wrapped around you. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh, I have chills. I know. <laughs> well, perhaps the hugging ghost was the man at table 32, showing his gratitude for the good liquor service. Because he is the ghost that appears every so often and orders a Jack Daniels from this table. He appears. Yeah. And he clearly. He- physically he, orders a and drink. he looks real so the bartenders every time will go and pour the drink and bring it to him but then when they try to pass him the drink he
0: just disappears whoa yeah like he sits there
1: he appears so and he sits ghosts, there he orders he waits
0: but that's so sad because these ghosts really just want a drink and they can't have it well, yeah, so the employees have been speculating
1: as to why this happens time and time again because it keeps happening. Uh-huh. And so some of them are like, well, maybe he's just, he really wants a drink and he's just so desperate enough that he'll show up and he'll he'll order it. But then he mm-hmm. remembers that he either can't drink it or he has no <laughs> money to pay for it as soon as it comes. So he just dips out. Oh,
0: my gosh. Can you
1: imagine requesting a ghost to pay for a drink?
0: I mean, there are those memes. Ghost, if you're going to share a room with the ghost, they should be paying rent, right? They should. Bunch of freeloaders. They do a lot more in the apartment than most humans do. Humans do. (laughs) Yeah, they spend way more time here. They mess with the electricity. Like, they're not paying the electricity bill. They turn the water on and off. They open cupboards.
1: Running amok. Uh, One of the sadder stories behind one of the spirits there is a woman who hung herself on the third floor when the building was still operating as a hotel they're, I'm not sure exactly what her backstory is because the reports kind of varied. Some said that she was a sex worker who utilized the hotel rooms. I guess there was a lot of um, sex workers who would work on the third floor. And then she became pregnant by a hotel guest. Others oh, say no. that she was actually just an employee of the hotel who became pregnant after a rendezvous with a hotel guest. But Ugh. whatever her That's backstory so heartbreaking. was... So heartbreaking. But her fate was always the same. You know, she right completed suicide and women have seen her this woman in the ladies restroom and one guest was actually on the toilet at the time when she felt someone touch her hair and pull a few of the pieces of hair towards (gasps) themselves no and this is like a little hanukkah san thing Women have said that they feel something strange about the third stall. Oh,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. Something about those third stalls.
0: So on Facebook, on our Facebook group the other day, someone started a thread and it was like, what are all the things that you do to avoid ghosts? And I commented that I have to go to the bathroom with like the door open because I'm just terrified of like what is lurking around the corner and if the door is closed, I yes. can't see it.
1: Yeah, you got to be prepared for whatever comes in. They can't surprise you if the door is already open and you can see them coming.
0: This is why public restrooms terrify me because I have to be, I have to do like what is acceptable of society and close the door.
1: One of the worst parts about America is that we have cracks, like the sliver between the door and the lock. Mm -hmm. I don't know why we have those. Other places don't. I've traveled many places. You see through it. Yeah, you can only peek at people really, I think, in the U.S., but that's even worse because what if you see someone go by the crack or like a little face appear like a little or like an
0: eye looking in
1: ooh, a darting <laughs> eyeball. Ooh. that's ooh, I want to read that post because there are probably some.
0: It's awesome. The things that people do. I mean, we all do things that yeah. to avoid being scared. And I think it it was a great post.
1: I have to sleep on my back so that I can see all sides of me. I don't want any ghosts coming and spooning me. <laughs> Okay. Other paranormal activity here at the Fenton Hotel, Tavern, and Grill include voices coming out of the bar's speakers when they're turned off, whispering female voices on the top floor, the third floor, full body apparitions, shattering glasses, a bearded man appearing outside of the second story window, Whoa. sections of the floor being difficult to walk through, like almost like the sensation of walking on a waterbed. What? Uh,
0: yeah the cries that's weird
1: yeah so so the story was there was a paranormal investigative group who was there and one of them walked down the hall and felt that but then when he came back 15 minutes later that same section of the hall was totally fine
0: that's weird
1: um the cries of a child from the upstairs floors have been heard traveling cold spots window shutters opening and closing without any airflow coming through and lights will flicker on and off on their own so paranormal activity Yeah, sounds like uh, there are quite a few spirits here living happily Mm -hmm. for the most part, which has attracted many paranormal investigators to the property.
0: Tell me more.
1: I do not think Zach was there.
0: I didn't see him
1: listed. Not yet. Not yet. Maybe he listens to this podcast and he's going to feel insulted that he didn't get there first, but we win this one. We won.
0: We won. Beat you, Zach. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Zach doesn't know it, but we have like a great relationship with him we do. he's our friend he just doesn't know it yet. If someone ever told him i'm sure he'd be creeped out because we talk about him every episode, so
1: we find a way to slip him in it's like when you have a crush on someone, it, somehow everything relates back to them
0: like subconsciously, you just your mind just brings the conversation back to them
1: well, we're always going back to Zach, yeah. Zach and his gang, mm-hmm. so he didn't go, but other paranormal investigators did go to the property. There have also been apparently seances there. And the restaurant does not advertise it as haunted. So sorry to this restaurant that I'm doing this. But it still receives calls like every week to every two weeks from groups asking to come investigate. Wow. Grimstone is a paranormal research organization based in Michigan. And they've gone to this location three times or at least three times when the article was written that I read. And they said that they've never gone without finding something, without having some sort of paranormal experience. Eek. Bailey is a member of this group, and he said that he was once there with a group of 64 guests touring the building, when 47 of them, that's a lot, right? That 47 is 47 out of 47. 64. Math. <laughs> uh, they reported seeing... Or feeling something. So everyone either saw something or felt something. 47 of them. Wow. And eight of them even said that they had their hair pulled. And when asked where, it was all in the same spot of a particular (gasps) room. Was it all at once? I just imagine it as as like this big group of 64 people like shuffling through, like doing a little tour. And when people stand in this one particular area, as they're passing through, they get their hair tugged.
0: I imagine all of the ghosts together like there's 47 ghosts in total at this place and they all are like oh the group's coming get in place get in place get in position one two three tug
1: (laughs) doing the silently like three and then the silent two and one like on camera go yeah
0: (laughs) they all pull hair at the same time (laughs) they're like yes we did it
1: this paranormal group also had they experienced equipment being ripped from their hands which is just so crazy I don't know any more information. That's all I heard or read,
0: but. That makes me think that something didn't want them to know they were there.
1: Right. Or it's, they're just like, this is your third time. I'm sick of you.
0: Right. Like you got what you needed. Get out of here.
1: Get out of here. You get out (laughs) of here. There are moving objects and they've also spotted the apparition of a young woman. Hmm. Bailey, this is the part that I included for you, Sabrina. (gasps) For me, is it a cat? It's a cat. Oh, you yay. know. So Bailey said that after each visit to the hotel, he, or restaurant, it's a restaurant now. After each visit, he saw a black cat appear at his house, and the cat would just stay for about a week. It would jump Baby. on counters. It would bat at coins, and then it would just disappear. And he didn't really think that it related to the restaurant until he heard... A woman i I believe it was a college student who was writing a paper on it and somehow he found out from her that the black cat has been spotted numerous times on the property of the restaurant
0: oh wow
1: yeah so i guess the cat just enjoys taking little vacations from the restaurant every so often
0: maybe it's a reincarnated spirit from the building in its history and it still loves to stay there and it feels it felt some type of connection to him, and he and followed him home. But I mean, it's a yeah, it's or maybe a ghost it's like cat. Hocus Pocus, and it's a soul Thackeray as a cat
1: Thackeray Binks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've also said the activity here has been picking up in recent times, perhaps due to some of the renovations. So mm-hmm. it sounds like a good time to go visit if anyone is in the Michigan Fenton, Michigan area and wants to do some. Exploring and good eating i i hear they have lobster mac and cheese
0: oh there's nothing better than a good meal and a good happy ghost hunt
1: and then go sit up at the bar and order a jack daniels and see if that other guy gets all jealous
0: uh, or you sit at that table and like slide it across to him here you go bud this one's on me <laughs> but don't use a plastic straw because the turtles straws apparently give you wrinkles by your mouth so just don't use a straw What's wrong with your mouth sipping water from a cup? We can never get it right. We're all dying anyway. It's fine. Okay.
1: I'm very curious about what you chose because I don't know anything about it, but I saw the name of it and it sounds like a place that I would see on the map and say, I'm going there.
0: I'm curious. I mean, I can't read you anymore. I don't know what places you're going to say you want to go to and which ones you're not. So uh, you'll have to tell me after I tell you. What do you mean? It sounds cool. Because there's... Yeah, but it's scary. Okay, well, see,
1: I don't know anything about it. I'm just going right. based off of the
0: name. So actually, a lot of stories are similar to yours with, like, the history and the, like, women, and there are a lot of similar ghosts. But there's mm-hmm. also a lot of evil. So I chose Moon River Brewing Company in Savannah, Georgia. Right, it who wouldn't a... go to a brewery? Right. Who wouldn't? But maybe not us. But,
1: but dot, dot, dot. To be continued, check back in in 15 minutes.
0: In 15 minutes, yeah. Um, It is a certified haunted location on TripAdvisor, and as suggested by its name, it's a brew pub slash restaurant, bar, and brewing facility. Uh, And it's actually won a ton of different medals and awards for the beer. Actually, so I would go because the first level, which is where the restaurant and brewery is is like the least active floor, so we can go in and get a beer because they won a bunch of awards for their beer. And in 2017, they were awarded Best mid Brew Pub slash Brewer of the Year.
1: That sounds amazing. I would like, yeah, that place is on my list.
0: Yeah, we can go get a beer there. Okay. A cold beer and some cold spots.
1: Uh, Crack a cold one. In a cold spot. I'm waiting for it to be winter because everyone judges me when I drink my stouts and porters in the summer because it's supposed to be a winter stouts beer. stouts and
0: porters.
1: They're so good. I don't understand how people don't like them. They're my favorite.
0: They taste so good. It's like, like
1: chocolate and coffee in a glass yeah, and how with alcohol.
0: Not? I agree. You
1: do you, Corinne. Thanks. I always do. Yes. that's
0: just, That is why I'm very proud to have you as my friend.
1: <laughs> I just complain about it after. <laughs>
0: Okay, so Moon River Brewing Company is one of Savannah's oldest and most haunted buildings, and most people have had many experiences there including staff and patrons of the restaurant um experiences from children's laughter or being pushed down the stairs or seeing a white lady or
1: down the stairs isn't a you can't just breeze over that one that's aggressive
0: well i'm gonna get to i'm gonna get to more of them okay but i'm just i'm just throwing them out there to uh get you intrigued okay (laughs) um and in some cases possibly being possessed i don't know uh What's a better combo than beer and possession? There are a lot of better combos. Like mac and cheese and lobster. Peanut butter and Nutella and fluff.
1: Like a black cat and a black dog and one of them is named <gasps> Winfred and the other one is named Sanderson.
0: Oh my god, you're killing me. <laughs> we have to get, you get a black
1: cat, I'll get the black dog and we'll name them Could to match together. Imagine. Winnie wow. and Sandy. And Leia. Leia. And Leia. <laughs> she's not a part of this
0: <laughs> you can't kick her out she's
1: a part of our team i feel like a, a lot of people whoa so much stuttering in my mouth just okay. now we for the past like 20 episodes have been you've been recording in your office mm-hmm. at work so if you're wondering if Leia's okay she is she's just not you just haven't been in your apartment
0: Yes, correct. So we'll have to record in my apartment one day soon so she can um, – she probably has a lot lot to catch us up on. Yeah, I mean, like 20 weeks worth. She did get a bald spot and I think it's because she is like, you're neglecting me and I'm, you're not letting me say what I want to say on your podcast. Oh, a stress spot. I need to start taking her in a backpack wherever I go. Uh, okay, so – just a quick history lesson on savannah georgia it is often referred to as the most if not the most haunted city in u.s in the u.s uh it has a very violent history and it actually served as a battlefield during every war ever fought on american soil including the second bloodiest battle of the revolution where uh 1100 men were killed in less than an hour
1: oh that's a lot
0: yeah there were four great fires at struck savannah georgia and there's a cemetery in the center of town as well as 80 other burial grounds that have been paved over and built on top of so it already is spooky and has a lot of history and violence so then moon river brewery opened in 1999 and was founded by gene bico and john pinkerton but they weren't the first tenants of the building as the building was originally built in 1821 and it was called the first city hotel and it opened in 1826 it was the very first hotel in Savannah, as well as it had the very first branch of the United States post office in Savannah, and it had the first branch of the Bank of the United States. So it was a hotel, bar, bank, and post office all under one roof.
1: So many firsts.
0: So many firsts. Maybe that's why they called it First City Hotel. I don't know. Oh, wow. How did I not make that connection? Which first came first? Uh, many war heroes actually stayed at the hotel, along with many authors and artists and um, in eighteen fifty one, a man by the name of Peter Wilterberg Wil, Wiltberger bought the city hotel and in order to draw in more service, he had a lion and a lioness on display. Oh, real that live. makes me
1: sad. Yes, it's very sad. Do you remember when but, LMU brought a lion to campus and thought yeah. we'd all be like, Yay, our mascot and everyone was so depressed. It was
0: The saddest thing, it was just that poor lion in a small cage and was sedated, heavily sedated. Yeah, huge
1: fail. Let
0: free him. Free him. So horrible. And then they canceled all of combo hours.
1: Why did we get punished for a decision that they messed up on?
0: No, well we we had it all four years and then it stopped after our senior year.
1: Oh, oh, oh. That's why I forgot.
0: I was like, I don't remember that. (laughs) I remember always having access to the Tempa guy. (laughs) oh man so good um okay and then the hotel finally closed in 1964 during the civil war when savannah surrendered to the union soldiers and then the building was used for a few other things but basically it remained empty until 1995 when oglethorpe brewing company opened and then in 1999 moon river brewing company took its place so violence Violent delights have violent ends. Is as that they a line say. from
1: American Horror Story? From Westworld. Oh, I should have known that. <laughs> this is embarrassing.
0: That's okay. We can edit it to make it sound like you did it right.
1: Say it again. <laughs> I know Viol- it. It's from Westworld. There you go. You got it on the first try. so disappointed in myself.
0: The magic of editing. Um, So violence is a common theme in the history of Savannah and as well as the history of this building. In August of 1832, a feud broke out between a town drunk named James Stark and the city physician, Dr. Philip Minnis. Um, There are a few different stories or versions of the story, but essentially... Stark was insulting Menace and was basically saying that he didn't have the authority to be a doctor and that – like, he just started using racial slurs and all of this stuff. He was just a a drunk asshole. Mm -hmm. And so Dr. Menace challenged him to a duel. And this is where the story changes. Some stories say that they had a duel and then when they showed up, Menace, like, didn't do the duel properly and just shot him. But then the other story is that he didn't charge him to or challenge him to a duel, and that Doctor Menace just took his gun out and shot Stark. I never thought about that as
1: being a thing. You have to, if you challenge someone to a duel, you really have to trust that they're going to be, you know, follow the rules and respect the duel.
0: Right. It's like Harry Potter when Malfoy and Harry have to duel against each other, and it says on three, and Malfoy doesn't wait for three.
1: Well, that was Harry's fault because who would have thought that he would wait for three?
0: <laughs> and Malfoy's really cute. So he was my first crush. Dr. Minnis. So Dr. Minnis takes his gun out and shoots Stark. And the bullet ricocheted ricochet through Stark's collarbone and up out of his shoulder and into the door of um, of the property. And Minnis claimed that Stark reached for his gun first. And so the town was like, yeah, you're right. He did. He did. And they acquitted menace and they were all pretty happy that Stark was gone because he was just a menace to the town. So Stark's spirit may have brought something dark to the building. Evil. A little bit of evil. But we'll get to that. Before we do, there's another instance of violence that took place in November of 1860 when James Sinclair nearly died at the city hotel Uh, He moved from New York City to Savannah, Georgia, looking for work, and the locals didn't take very well to his presence because he was a Yankee to them. Uh, They decided to taunt him and threaten him to leave, but when he didn't, they decided to take a more physical approach by dragging him out of his hotel room with a lynch mob, putting him in the middle of the square, and stripping him and beating him nearly to death.
1: Jesus.
0: Yeah, it's horrible
1: why are people uh, like this i don't know like they people say that person's bad how about all the people doing that too who the bad person
0: i mean n- not to compare this to our discussion we had in the beginning but like when a group of people have a certain opinion that's different from another they can tend to gang up on that person and think that they are right and then they take violent it's it's a horrible thing that has happened in our world and it still continues to this day
1: yeah don't do that
0: just join my commune we'll all be happy there So since Moon River Brewing Company opened, there have been many reports from staff and customers about unexplainable and violent occurrences. Uh, One staff member was actually sitting at his desk up in one of the upper floors of the building, and he heard what sounded like bottles rattling, and all of a sudden, these bottles that were up on a shelf flew off the place on the shelf towards him, just narrowly missing him and hitting his desk instead. Ooh. People have been touched, slapped, and pushed you name it, someone's experienced it. Do you think they've been wet-willied? Ooh, maybe.
1: When I'm a ghost, I'll be the first to wet-willy. If you feel a little pressure in your ear and it suddenly feels a little moist, <laughs> you know I've been there.
0: It's Corinne's <laughs> ghost.
1: It's not funny. It's immature.
0: <laughs> but some people deserved it. Some I'm referring did. to that person at Halloween last year. Uh, Okay, so most of the building remains actually untouched and... Similar to yours, a lot of it looks exactly as it had when it first opened its doors in 1826. Love it. And there's a reason for that. It's not because people haven't tried to change its appearance. It's because they've tried and uh, something has stopped them. Ooh. Similar to a lot of stories we've heard when people try to um, renovate or refurnish or redo places of with a lot of ghosts. The ghosts try to stop them. So whenever people would try to renovate, the building tools would be thrown away or could just go missing entirely workers would be pushed off ladders or injured in weird freak accidents oh my gosh yeah so eventually the owners gave up and so many of the floors are actually still like dilipida- dilapidated and worn down there are creaking floorboards screws loose fading paint random furniture and there are lots and lots of ghosts I wonder if that
1: was strategic to, uh, with the purpose of, or the thought that humans would eventually be pushed out because they wouldn't want to be Ooh. within those walls.
0: And so then the interesting win and they get their house back. That's actually super interesting because like I said, the first floor of this building is kind of sandwiched between the haunted levels. So the first floor has some experiences, but it's more benign than the basement and then the Second through fourth floors. So it's like sandwiched between haunted levels. Interesting. So maybe they are trying to kick people out, and eventually it will no longer be a sandwich. It will just be two slices of bread. <laughs> so in the 1900s, during an attempted renovation, the foreman's wife was bringing her husband some food when she was violently pushed down the stairs by an unseen figure. Um, and even today, the brewery has some issues with the infrastructure, especially the floors um, underneath the brewing machinery, because That machinery is obviously very, very heavy, and the building was built in 1826 and not equipped to hold such heavy machinery, but they are having trouble redoing the floors. Oh. Um, Why? What's
1: under them? Dun, dun, dun. The basement. Dead bodies. Maybe some embarrassing love poems you once wrote someone (laughs) and you don't want them to be resurfaced.
0: People hid love poems in the floor
1: like so stupid. Can never let anyone see those again. That's why I burn all of my journals.
0: I have no I journals. Know. I when we were recle- when we were going through and reorganizing this past weekend, I found so many journals from when I was younger and I was like, "Ooh, these are embarrassing." Yeah, so embarrassing. Okay, so let's get into the ghosts. Why don't we? There is a ghost named Toby and there were different reports. Some said that he was a child ghost, but others said he was like a bigger man with like a gray coat. I don't know. There are a lot of ghosts, but this I guess one, it depends on
1: who's seeing them, you know, because if an adult sees a child, maybe they're like, oh, it's a child. But if a child sees another like ghost child that's maybe a little older, they think of it as this scary big adult. Oh,
0: interesting. Yeah. Perspective. I don't know. But regardless, he appears in the billiard room and is known to push people out of the way because he just wants to get where he's going. Um, and then no one knows really who he is or what his history is or connection to the uh, building is. But he likes to play tricks on people, and people know that. Uh, he will move billiard balls around on the pool table when no one's looking, or sometimes he'll do it right in front of your face, like while you're trying to play game, and just like pick up the ball and roll it across the table. Hmm. There's a lady in white who has been seen by several people and has been caught on camera a few a few times.
1: No way! She, oh, that's so mm-hmm. cool.
0: Uh, there was like a paranormal investigation show i think on the sci-fi channel that caught uh, her on camera but she is believed to be the ghost of a young woman who would spend time on the second floor of the hotel and as it goes the second floor of the hotel was used as a space where men could call upon women company for for a fee they would pay for female company for what willies from women yes so apparently this woman stole from a man, but did she really? We don't know. It's, you know, through history, stories get changed. But this guy apparently was angry with her and threw her down the stairs, causing her to snap her neck and die in front of a lot of witnesses. Holy crap. Oh, that's so horrible. It's so horrible. And her spirit is still around, and there. are are many people who feel pushed and they believe that actually this woman, the lady in white, is responsible for pushing the foreman's wife down the stairs. Um, so it's not really clear what she's trying to do is she trying to make other people succumb to her same death? Is she just trying to get revenge? I don't know, but people, yeah, people think she's the spirit who waits at this top of the second stair la- or second floor landing at the top of the stairs and will push people down
1: is it just
0: Uh, is it anyone or is it just men it's both men and women like the foreman's wife in the 1900s was pushed down so that's why it's not really clear what's happening or maybe the story was told wrong and maybe she pushed someone down and they Mm -hmm. died you never know others have seen a woman in white falling down the stairs reliving her horrific death so again there's just there's so many mixed reports and it's Maybe she's doing both. I don't know. Chase Harding, who's a bartender at the brewery, said his coworkers watched a girl walk through the back door and up to the bar. But when she walked through the back door, she didn't open the door. She walked through it (laughs) and started out kind of fuzzy and transparent. And then as she got closer, she became more clear and three-dimensional. She looked at the bartender as if she was about to ask and order a drink, but all of a sudden she disappeared. So similar to your... Ghost, at, who orders the Jack Daniels, but this ghost never actually got to order. The sounds of children can be off can often be heard along with the sounds of children racing through halls. Um, although the upper floors are mostly off limits from patrons, that's where most of the noise come noises come from. There's a story about when a former manager found a antique desk in a storage room that had been written. There was like some. T- weird symbols and words written on the table and they tried to like get it off and it was almost cemented on the table mm. and then they tried to write like a write something back and they thought that maybe they were there was like a spirit trying to communicate with them but they physically couldn't write anything else in the dust because it was because of its cement like feeling and then a few weeks later the message was just gone but the dust was still there
1: Wait, what? What did the message say?
0: I didn't say. I didn't say what it said, oh, but man. because it wasn't very clear, there were symbols and letters and word like letters that were backwards, so it wasn't very clear. Maybe there are um, multiple spirits fighting to write. Maybe a local said that. Oh, his name is Gregory Prophet. He shared his experience with a young soldier who was on his way to Iraq prophet was telling the skeptical soldier about moon rivers ghost stories and the soldier didn't believe in that sort of thing so abruptly the young man so when he was saying he didn't believe in it the young soldier's head flew to the side along with a loud disembodied slapping noise and the soldier his cheek turned instantly red as if someone had actually slapped him and he and it happened three more times, like in a row. He would turn his head back and his head would be slapped back again. Oh
1: my God. Yeah.
0: And he thought it was this local Gregory. And Gregory's like, I'm four feet away from you, dude. Like, I'm not slapping you.
1: That's so terrifying.
0: Yeah. So it is said that Moon River Brewery is actually a place of conversion, that oh, many people that's will go to the brewery and it is sure to turn a skeptic into a believer um oh there oh
1: i thought you meant like conversion like it was a place for conversion therapy like people oh, send their children there who were gay no no be no slapped oh into that's being horrible straight. that's what i thought you meant i was like
0: oh, oh. no <laughs> no 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 that's horrible um just conversion into believing in ghosts which okay, is okay okay got it um although it doesn't always happen in the good way so was one man um on a tour of the brewery uh, it was a ghost tour and he was there. He was like joking. He's like, I'm just here for the beer. I don't believe in ghosts. And as I got to the second floor, he all of a sudden began like twisting and gy- gyrating and like as if he had walked into a spider web. And he had to leave the tour because he was like so uncomfortable and his wife was like followed him and was like what's wrong and he finally admitted that something had grabbed him by the head and neck and shoulders and would not let go of him
1: uh, ew it kind of makes me think that it crawled on top of him
0: oh oh my god or like from the ceiling holding on to him well crouching on the on the shoulders and the neck oh wait, i don't like that just peering down into his face but then he like so then the man was quoted as saying, I thought these stories were just made up. You need to warn people. And it's like, well, you're going on a ghost tour, dude. Of course. You were warned. You signed That's, up for a ghost yeah. tour at a haunted location. Seriously. Um, there's a review of Terra Haunted Tours from a user named Sharon 1973. And she said she went on the tour that, and the last stop was the Moon River Brewery. And when they got to the second floor... Um, she started to get vertigo that was really bad. And then as her sister was taking pictures, they rejoined the group and she had the strongest feeling rush over her. She felt like her skin was burning. And all of a sudden it felt like she had a thick rope wrapped around her neck and she was having trouble breathing. She was so scared that like they had to bring her out of the building to make her return to like feeling normal again. Sorry, I'm just thinking about like the,
1: how that would even just the scene of bringing her outside and freaking out and then noticing that, realizing, having the realization that what was happening was strictly happening inside those walls. How could you ever walk
0: back inside again? I don't know, but she was like, <laughs> it's funny because she was like, the end of her review was like, it was something like, it was like the best tour ever. Even, oh, okay. like, <laughs> even though this scary thing happened to me, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, she went on a ghost tour. She got what she was
0: going for. Yeah, that's true. She said, worth the money. Um, Okay. (laughs) So this brings us to the evil within the building. Um, So according to many sources, the Moon River Brewing Company building was actually used as a hospital, a temporary hospital during the outbreak of yellow fever in Savannah and that a lot of people died in the building. So then... There was this thing in Savannah where they built all these underground tunnels because they believed that yellow fever was only um, transmittable through the air. And if they traveled underground in these tunnels, they wouldn't get it. So in the basement of the Moon River Brewing Company are these entrances to the tunnels Mm -hmm. that people would travel through. And when Zach Baggins and Ghost Adventures were there, they found these tunnels and it was like a hot spot for energy. Like they felt cold, like cold rushes of breezes past them and like jolts of energy through their body and like all of this stuff. And so Zach actually decided to go outside of the building and find, because the, the tunnel was kind of blocked off within, like there was an the opening, but it was blocked off. So he went outside and found another spot within the town that a tunnel was open and he starts to go in it and Ooh, no why there's something in the tunnel and it starts to move can you guess what it is a, a rat a cat oh a cat <laughs> it's it was like i was watching the this last night and this is about the time that my stalker tried to fuck up with my computer and he knew that i was um watching something scary um you should have just googled like how to get away with murder i've done that plenty of times Best if he ways looks at my search history to dispose is, of a body that is my search history because my pilot is all about that um that's but, really creepy yeah so he knows i'm a creep it's like ghosts and murder of course <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was a really fun part of the <laughs> the show because zach is like terrified and they caught it all on camera um so right so in the basement of Moon River Brewery is the source of some of this evil. And while Ghost Adventures was there, Nick got possessed. This, poor Nick. Honestly,
1: things happen to him every time. He's always sent off alone. Zach asks for it, but Nick gets it.
0: Right. I know. It's so sad. He doesn't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the, so this time they were all in the basement together and, um, they see this orb kind of fly towards Nick and Nick gets like a sharp pain in his head. And so does Zach. Zach gets a sharp pain as well. And then they look at Nick and they're like, are you okay? And Nick just glares at them with this like horrifying and evil grin, kind of like, <gasps> and he just doesn't say anything. He's like unresponsive. And. Shadows are moving in the basement. It's super creepy. Nope, nope, um, nope, nope, nope. Another orb kind of sp- like flies towards Zach and Zach dodges it. But Nick still isn't responding because Nick isn't there anymore. After a very long and terrifying sequence, uh, Nick finally is broken out of the spell and he remembers nothing of it. He just says that he remembered feeling his headache and a feeling of complete dread and fear and that's it. And in the footage when they were re-watching it, well, I guess in the footage they found when Nick kind of comes to, there's a dark figure seen passing behind him.
1: I can't even begin to explain how I feel about that.
0: <laughs> but they're not the only ones who have had similar experiences. There was a woman who was on a ghost tour in the basement when her entire right side of her body turned ice cold and her head was filled with like voices speaking to her tons and tons of voices in her head but she couldn't make out what they were saying It reminds me of
1: uh bruce almighty
0: yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) when like everyone's emailing him yep but i imagine this is very dark
1: this one's worse for sure
0: right and so again they had to take her outside of the building entirely to make her feel normal again then so people believe that stark james stark the man who was shot and killed in the building is the source of this evil entity or evilness within the building mm-hmm. but it's not very clear and a psychic medium named Lynn Sutherland Olsen visited the brewery and she had the ability to speak with the spirit of James Stark and she asked him why so many people within the building staff and customers are so afraid of him and why they are afraid to even mention his name and Stark responded Because I will rip and tear their heads off. Well, I would
1: say, like, that's dramatic, but based on all of the physical harm that has been caused on other people previously, I don't doubt that something really
0: awful or close to that could happen. Right. And then Lynn questioned why he was still so angry centuries after his death, and Stark replied that this was supposed to be a stopover and he wasn't supposed to die. And he said, I will get them yet. So it's very unclear if he is actually the one trying to possess people or if there is his anger and all of the spirits in the building have brought something darker or if maybe a dark entity has taken over Stark's spirit. A possession of a ghost. Is that possible? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of the Bell Witch. Because right. the Bell Witch Cave, it's like that woman the neighbor was so evil and they weren't sure if the spirit the that's now tormenting the bell or was tormenting the bell family was actually her just taking Mm -hmm. on her evil form and her true self in the afterlife or if something evil kind of split off and became a different evil version of her but wasn't necessarily her so right i wonder if that could happen
0: yeah it's like the shadow portion of a self it's like Mm -hmm. the shadow people thing where everyone has this evilness but that is the moon river brewery and so um you can go check it out uh the best advice that ghost tour guides give is that you should enjoy the beer but try not to anger the ghosts that's great advice don't provoke
1: and that's a tough spot because people are you know drinking getting drunk and i'm sure it's hard to resist for some people provoking the spirits when you're trying to be cool and impress your friends after you've had too many 8.9
0: percent beers ipa beers yeah i mean that's the mistake that you'll have to learn from if you do that we Um, have listener
1: stories we do um am i first yeah yes yeah yes queen yes queen is it an episode of Two Girls, One Ghost if we don't somehow <laughs> quote Jonathan Van Ness? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think about him daily. Him and Zach. <laughs> and Anthony. I can't. Antony, I, know. I All of them. I follow all of the queer eye guys. Me too. And then just Zach is always on our mind, yeah. mostly because he scares us.
0: Malfoy ha- is always on my mind.
1: Malfoy? <laughs> Danny Phantom's always on mine.
0: Oh, he's cute too.
1: Yeah, he was my first crush. At least yours was a living, <laughs> breathing human. Mine was a cartoon. He's cute. They made him cute. I've always liked the guys out of my league. <laughs> Whether they're drawn or celebrities. Ghosts. <laughs> Ghosts that live in Florida far away from me. <laughs> okay. This is from Austin. Okay. A haunted restaurant and some unfinished business. That is the title. Wow. Hi, Karen and Sabrina. I honestly don't even know where to begin to tell this story, so I'm just going to jump into it. Great. The year is 2004, and my family owned a very prominent and popular restaurant in downtown Vicksburg, Mississippi, which is a city notorious for its paranormal history. Whether the city's paranormal history began with all the lives that were lost during the Battle of Vicksburg in the American Civil War, Duff Green Mansion, or the McRaven House. We have so many things that we need to put on our list just from his little... I know. look of all of these. Yeah. Thank you. We can do this podcast forever. We'll never run out of topics. (laughs) The many paranormal sights and sounds of Vicksburg have never betrayed the city's haunted reputation. Mm. My family's restaurant included.
0: Spooky.
1: Although the decades-old building my family rented out for our restaurant has... By no means ever been considered a paranormal attraction, it did, however, harbor a dark and tragic history that my family was alerted to from longtime residents of the city. The mm. history of the building being used as a restaurant begins with its first owners somewhere around the early to mid-1900s when it was owned and operated by a well-beloved couple, Constance and Duff interesting names
0: i actually really love those names me too we hear so many stories of people like james 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 you know and i like you're never gonna get over the james thing i won't it's like john jacob jingleheimer smith his name is my name too like come on Well, these people are a bit more unique in their names constant great names and duff The couple enjoyed the riches
1: and status that came along with owning one of the most popular restaurants in town. One of the couple's many friends, the city bus driver, who was a regular at the restaurant, was notoriously jealous of Duff and his perfect life. The two friends, I can see where this is going. Me too. The two friends one night had been allegedly seen having a very heated argument at the bar of the restaurant. Apparently, the bus driver had fallen in love with Constance and Duff had confronted him about it. The argument allegedly got so intense that the bus driver stormed out of the restaurant. Fast forward, one late night when Duff and Constance were cleaning up and closing the restaurant, the bus driver busted in through the front door with a gun and killed both of his former friends in cold blood. Enter my paranormal experience on a similar late night trying to help my parents close up the restaurant when my mother asks me to go upstairs to make sure that everyone had left. There was a bar upstairs, so sometimes in their drunken stupors, people would never get the memo that the restaurant was closing. So, anyway, I went up to check and I found a woman with beautiful blonde curled hair sitting at the bar alone with her back turned towards me. I said, ma'am, the restaurant is closed and you need to leave. No response. I said again in a sterner voice, ma'am, the restaurant is closed, you need to leave. She again had no response. As young as I was, I quickly became spooked as I realized that nothing I was saying fazed her. And I turned back Uh around to go downstairs and alert my parents of the woman when I heard one of the loudest and strangest noises I've ever heard in my entire life. (sighs) It was the sound of a bus engine cranking. It was so frightening and bizarre because the location that I was in in the restaurant was very far from where any car or bus could possibly be parked. And this sounded as if it had been started directly beside me. Oh, my God. I shrilled and ran down the stairs to my family as fast as I could, and I told them of what had happened. My parents immediately went upstairs to confront the woman, but she was gone. Years later, while sifting through some boxes in the restaurant basement, I found some old newspaper clippings that had been left behind by the previous owner. It was the obituary of the couple and the story of what had happened the night of their murder. Oh my god attached was a picture of the same woman i had seen at the bar of the restaurant i could tell because she was sporting the same hairstyle in the picture as i saw that night and as i read i found out that the bar was where she had been murdered and directly after she was murdered by the bus driver he returned to his bus and he cranked it to mask the sound of his own suicide the thought of that night still gives me chills to even think about today My girlfriend and I love the show. Keep up the good work, ladies. See you on
0: the other side, Austin. Wow. Wow, weewa. wow. He saw her. It seems like he saw like a residual energy of them reliving that night. Right. The sound of the bus cranking and everything. And I wonder if she had been sitting in that spot at the bar when he when the bus driver burst in and shot them
1: oh it just it makes me so sad and so uncomfortable i know but there's also just something the fact that she showed up so clear Mm -hmm. that he didn't realize that
0: it was a ghost he was saying he went to go get his
1: parents because this woman wouldn't budge
0: yeah i mean it's amazing that he was then later able to see a photo of her and be like oh that's her because there are a lot of times where you see things and then you never really have the confirmation of what you saw right
1: Mm -hmm. like I don't know who the people are in my house right who are you
0: where do you come from what's your story yeah why are you here why us why me why you why me
1: but oh so interesting I'm also a little surprised that they didn't know the whole story because it wouldn't I don't know I think my curiosity
0: would get the best of me and I'd look up the story right that's most people you and I both but I feel like sometimes if you own a place it's I don't know. There's a hesitation to like know all of the details because you don't want to be thinking about that all the time.
1: And if you're owning a restaurant or a business, you're too busy to Google That's anything true. outside of what's related directly to your work. You're starting yeah, a business.
0: A of, there's a lot of work to do starting a there's business. A lot of work. Wow.
1: So wild.
0: Okay. I have a story. Okay. From Christina. She says, not a pizza delivery, but at least I have a story for you. hmm <laughs> Hello, Corinne, Sabrina, and Leia. I got a spooky story for you. I've been listening to the the podcast since the beginning, and I love it. But I couldn't get through the doll episode after the Barbie came to life. I still think about that all the time. I know. So scary. Anyway, I commented on an Instagram photo after listening to the episode with a pizza place and let you two know that I actually own a haunted restaurant, and I'm here to share some of my encounters with you. I live in Arizona, and my brother and I decided to open a steakhouse restaurant. As it turns out, that place is full of negativity. During the process of remodeling the inside, and ever since we've opened, there has been a lot of problems. I am, em- I am empathetic, so I am more sensitive to emotions, and every day I walk in to check in on the place, I always feel overwhelmed with dread. Well, come to find out, some previous renters of the building, a couple businesses before ours, had hung himself in the office. Now, my brother doesn't believe in ghosts, even though his house is haunted, but that's another story. (laughs) But after I found out about the suicide, I just knew he was in there. So one day I was talking to a friend sitting at one of the booths, and some of the booths are connected on the back. So when someone sits behind you, if they plop down, you can feel it. And I'm talking to my friend about how I think the restaurant is haunted, and my friend is sensitive to ghosts in a different way. She sees images while I can mostly feel and hear them. As soon as I tell her about the ghost, I feel the booth behind me push on my back really hard like someone flung themselves against the booth. I jump and turn around and my friend asks if I'm okay. There was no one in the booth behind me or even around the area of the restaurant at the time. And then before I can answer with what I felt, she says that she feels a bad energy and I tell her about the booth. Now we know it's haunted. After that, he has touched me multiple times. I keep pens in my back pocket when I'm working and sometimes he will pull the pens back and flick them against me. Jeez. I know. Usually when my back is against a wall, so I know it's not an employee trying to mess with me. That's just an, he's annoying. Yeah, and that's also scary because it feels like he's reaching through the wall because her back is up against the wall. Right. Ooh-hoo. You're never safe. Um even backed into a corner. Oh <gasps> corners are not safe. We have had weird flooding before and random things that go missing. Stuff that employees cannot steal. So, and then it will show up later in a random place. He also loves to take the ice cream scoop we have and throw it on the floor. What? Who doesn't love ice cream? Rude. But the scariest thing he has done is that one night on a busy Friday, my friend, from earlier in the story, I had given her a job. We were both working in the back making salads for the customers when all of a sudden I feel someone choke me like I'm literally being strangled. I start coughing and grabbing at my throat and my friend just <sighs> says to the ghost to go away and he stops. Oh, thank just... goodness. I know. I saged after the choking thing and now he just gives off a negative vibe all the time which is causing which causes tension between people in the restaurant. Anyways, I hope this wasn't too long a rambling. I'm a little nervous writing this and getting to talk to you guys. (laughs) Also, my boyfriend and my other friend, Emma, are also extremely haunted, as well as I've had many ghost encounters since we all live in Arizona. Arizona is super haunted since it was the Wild West. If you want more stories, just let me know. And aliens. And aliens. She's also a witch. She says, I practice witchcraft. So if you have any questions about anything to do with that, let me know. And I can try best to answer as best as I can. And I'm sorry I couldn't send you guys pizzas. Christina. Also, I would come back from the dead as an octopus too. Love you guys.
1: <laughs> I'm scared of this story. <laughs> it's spooky. It's really spooky because being strangled is very serious, and to like actually be coughing and and struggling for air, it's like mm-hmm. this isn't funny anymore. This isn't just a little annoying pranks.
0: Right. This is like you need to get out. And Maybe I'm the so ghost curious needs to get out. Right, right. I'm so curious because all we know about the history is that an owner a while back had, had completed suicide in the building. So I wonder what the story is and if there's a reason he's targeting Christina specifically is like maybe he had issues with his wife or a woman in his life and he has some, some leftover anger. Maybe she looks like someone, you know how like, yeah. sometimes
1: people just don't like other people because they are reminded of someone that they didn't mm-hmm. like. Don't
0: do that. But, but like, that's not me. I have that with um, certain names, like people who were mm-hmm. really mean to me growing up. If I hear that name, it like just sends... You cringe a little. I get like, like uh, I see red.
1: Well, that's the thing too. It's like when people name their children, it's hard to pick a name because there are so many people that you're just like, mm-hmm. eh. I can't name it. Yeah. I liked yeah. that name until that person wore it.
0: Until that person made fun of me and made me cry
1: all of seventh grade honestly some people might think that we were their bullies and we don't even
0: know you know have i ever told you this story to wrap it up about bullying so when i was in fourth grade a kid had lice and he was sent home because he had lice and then he came back to school the next day and all of my friends were like does he still have lice like why is he here so i went up to him and i was like do you have do you still have lice like a common, like a question a kid would ask, right? And and I was purely just curious. And later in the day, our school nurse comes into our room and reads a book about lice. And it's like a children's book about how to get rid of lice. And then our teacher does a speech about bullying and how it's not okay to bully and all this stuff and how if you bullied, you should come forward. And everyone's like, oh my God, who bullied who? You know, like what's going on? I got pulled out of the classroom by my teacher who didn't like me for some reason. I was a – and keep in mind, I was the quietest, like, most self-aware and, like, nervous child. So, like, I I was, like, if I'd done anything, like – whatever she pulls me aside and she like is like i know you bullied him like how dare you she screams at me oh my
1: gosh and
0: i start bursting into tears and like i was like i had no idea like i just asked him if he still had lice because i was curious and and like it was like probably one of the most traumatizing events and like because i truly had no idea that i did anything wrong or that it was interpreted that way and to be like accused and yelled at so violently right
1: to be bullied by the teacher in yeah. response
0: to being called
1: the bully. Yeah. That's awful.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'll never name my child after her.
1: Right. I do understand like the how traumatizing and embarrassed that kid must have been to have lice. And then just being asked, like, do you still have lice? Felt like right. being ostracized because, like, you know, yes. I, I do get it. And it's like they're I, no, I, little kids. I agree.
0: I agree, but I don't think it was the way to be handled, and it traumatized me.
1: Well, now you'll never be a bully.
0: No, I won't. Because I've learned. This is why (laughs) everyone should get lice. Get lice and a $30 stalker. (laughs) Okay, this was a fun
1: episode. I enjoyed this because these are all places that we could all go right now.
0: Yeah, and enjoy a nice cold beer, some delicious food, and some ghosts. What could be better? Absolutely nothing. Unless they're trying to strangle you. That's horrible.
1: Um, so we have, you know, the spiel. We have social media. We have Facebook, the Facebook group. You can join so long as you answer the two questions. Otherwise, you will not be uh-huh. let in. We have some awesome moderators who are going through all of the posts and approving them and taking down. Just remember, if ever anything is flagged, we take it down immediately. No questions asked.
0: So yes, that anything is something that's reported. We We don't want. Yeah, we just delete it without any questions. Yep, um, that's just the way it is. Um, you can email us your ghost stories or any questions or concerns that you have uh, at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com. We have our live show coming up.
1: Yes, we were invited to the Outliers Podcast Festival. There will be a bunch of other podcasts there and yep. podcasters and people within the podcast community. Mm-hmm. So you can go to the festival. We are one of the live shows performing on Saturday, but the festival is Saturday and Sunday. So if you want to yep. attend. You can go and we have a discount code. It's T-G-O-G. So if you use that, you'll save a significant amount of money.
0: It's 75% off.
1: That's pretty good. a really good deal we Um, also have merchandise and we uh have patreon and we have itunes those are three ways to support us you can buy our merch represent the podcast you can (laughs) donate on patreon and each tier has specific um, perks and benefits and itunes you can rate and review us which keeps us relevant and keeps us on the top 200 comedy podcast list
0: Yes. And um, don't forget our pyramid scheme where you need to tell as many people as possible about our podcast. My mom has
1: done that a lot this week. So we just need Mm to hire her for an unpaid internship.
0: Yeah. Sounds great. And we will see you on the the other side. side.